all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. Unfortunately, in some societies, some groups and individuals are denied that equality, that dignity, those rights. For others, they've been hard won, so it's vital to take opportunities to stand openly and visibly against stigma, against shame, against prejudice, and be proud. Hello, thanks for joining me for a special edition of the UOK podcast. June is Pride Month and today we'll be talking about why pride is important, how vital self-acceptance is to our mental well-being and how some of the challenges of Covid restrictions have impacted the LGBTQ plus community. Later, I'll be joined by broadcaster and DJ Kate Brennan-Harding and head of fundraising and events for Dublin Pride, Eddie McGuinness. But first, Executive Director of Belong To, Meninia Griffith, joins me for a chat. Belong To are a nationwide organisation that support lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender young people and they recently conducted some research on the mental health challenges faced by this group during the COVID-19 pandemic. So really what's happened is their mental health and well-being has plummeted and what we're worried about is, is I suppose, the devastating impact it's going to have now for young people and, and perhaps even long after the pandemic or long after we go back to our new normal. What young people have been telling us is that they, you know, they don't stop experiencing crisis during pandemics and then feeling isolated from their support networks, from the people who love and accept them for who they are, um, means that you know, they're feeling alone, really scared and anxious. And some of them are even experiencing emotional or physical abuse at home. So some of the starkest statistics, I suppose, from the survey were that 45% of LGBT young people are struggling with self-harm. 48% of them regard their mental health as bad or very bad. And 60% of them are experiencing loneliness. For many LGBT young people, not all, uh, but for many of them during the restrictions, they're feeling confined to a home environment that doesn't accept them, accept their sexual orientation or gender identity. Indeed, 42% of them said that they were not fully accepted in their home because of who they are. Like, it, it strikes me that for many of us during these periods of, you know, significant restrictions, a lot of people have reported, you know, I really miss my, you know, coping mechanisms and my my outlets and my support network and people that I would normally hang out with. And we do all miss that. And that is all, a, a, you know, important thing. But I think it's so important for people to realise that there are members of our community where those things are lifelines. They're not just supportive. They're literally lifelines. You know, the opposite to loneliness is connection. It's being with people who see and hear you, respect you for who you are. So if you're stuck at home with people um, and you can't share that part of you or when you do, they don't accept it, that can be, you know, devastatingly lonely and then we know that that loneliness then can um, spiral into mental health issues and if you if you're somebody who's been experiencing them anyway beforehand mm-hmm. uh, it's been a, a particularly tough time I mean it's one of the reasons why things like pride are so important that kind of visibility that connection that you talk about and I know you know you've got a, a initiative that's launching soon in pride month at Belong To. Can you tell us about that as a support? You know, Belong To still have our 
uh, groups and our one-to-one support services for LGBT young people. So for, it's important for young people and their their family members to know that we're still here if you need us and you're not alone. Um, our youth workers are working tireless, tirelessly to support vulnerable young people through text, email, phone and Zoom chat. And also our, our partners in Pieta House who provide a crisis counselling service uh, with us for LGBT young people who are, who are thinking about suicide or self-harming, that's still available. This year we obviously face a very different Pride Month and the safe space of marching as a group on the streets of Dublin won't happen mm-hmm. um, as we play our part in, in responding to the pandemic. So uh, in order to, I suppose, to uh, make sure that the mental health of LGBT young people, um, that, 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 that plummeting and, and, the, and the fear the dev- and the fear and the devastating impact about having that impact long after the pandemic, we decided that we wanted to do something really special. And um, what, so what we're going to do with um, uh, is create a pride that'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And we are coming together with our, our, our colleagues in Youth Work Ireland as well for a campaign called Bringing Pride Home. So for 500 LGBT young people across the country, we've created a really gorgeous Pride, Pride self-care pack. They can mark Pride 2020 at home and know that around Ireland, their LGBT friends will be wearing the same T-shirts and face masks and badges in their homes. And I think what it will do is send a pa- we hope it will send a powerful message letting LGBT young people know that they're not alone, uh, that we're all in this together. Every young person, whether they're a teenager in your early 20s, so much of that experience is about finding your tribe. And, you know, that's exactly what happens at Pride, even if it's not happening for you at home, if you don't have that acceptance there for that day, for that hour, whatever it is, to feel connected and part of something. That's a brilliant initiative that people, as you say, will have those packs and feel like I'm, you know, there's 500 of us wearing this and with all of these backdrops and different bits. It's great. Exactly. And what we're going to ask young people, those who feel comfortable and it's safe to do, is take a photograph of themselves, a selfie and post it on social media with the hashtag bringing pride home so that other young people can see young people just like them in every corner of, of the country and um, celebrating at home, but, but still very much part of a community, still very much connected to each other. And, uh, you know, I think the connection is the antidote to loneliness. There's a wider point there for the wider community, too. Like, it's not OK to just be an ally. It's not enough. You need to be a visible ally, a vocal ally. And for people at home to who would think wouldn't think anything just of putting a rainbow flag out your window, just to kind of give that signal of I see you, I'm with you, I'm in your corner. I think that's, you know, you can't underestimate the impact of that. No, it would be absolutely gorgeous. And it's about sharing that, you know, making that visible so that when there are LGBT people in your neighbourhood, in your community walking by, they'll see that. Or indeed their family members, they'll see that and they'll know, you know, I support you. And OK, we can't be out on the street waving uh, rainbow flags and clapping and cheering you on. But, but this is the effort we're going to make and to make you know that you're visible and you're welcome and you belong in this community. And I think that's really important. If you or someone you know would like to find out more about the work of Belong To or access their services, you can find that information at belongto.org. Now, every year, the pride parades that take place up and down the country, big and small, are a source of great celebration, visibility and community. 
Broadcaster and DJ Kate Brennan-Harding and Head of Fundraising and Events for Dublin Pride Eddie McGuinness join me now to share their experiences of the event and its meaning on their road to self-acceptance. And of course, we begin by chatting a bit about what they've been feeling over the last few months. I think roller coaster is the most accurate reflection. I decided to go to stay in Galway with my partner when we realised that everything was going to get shut down. And in doing so, uh, we've had quite an amazing time in terms of like growing our relationship. But my own headspace has been really mixed up. I've had to deal with stuff, I suppose, that when you distract yourself with the everyday, that you can't avoid anymore. So like feelings like rejection, not being good enough, unworthy, um, were huge, huge things that I was battling with because I work for me has dried up. I'm a DJ and, you know, like all of that is gone pretty much for this year. Mm. So there's anxiety as well. And at the same time, there was reconnecting with parts of me that I'd really lost. Like I wanted one of the things I've been keeping a diary and one of the things that has been huge for me has been um, realizing that I feel like I'm closer to my teenage self now than I have been for the rest for the for the intermittent 20 plus years. Wow. Because I suppose I've kind of like I'm locked into a house. I have to provide my own entertainment. Um, my the thing that I can do is 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 go running, which I've taken up. So it's been like a really interesting experience. I know that I'm very lucky that I have um, physical touch. I have my partner here and we're able to hug each other and talk to each other. Mm. And I know speaking to some of my single friends who've been isolated alone, it's very much the opposite for them. They're really missing that human connection. Mm. And it's like I was talking to Meninia Griffith earlier about this idea that everybody has noticed the absence of some of their coping mechanisms or the absence of their support network. But for some Mm. people and certainly, you know, a number of people, younger people in particular, I guess, in the LGBTQ plus community, those supports and those communities are lifelines. They're not just like, oh, it's nice to have. They're essential. When you fall into the LGBTQ plus banner, I believe that and I think that like if what I, this would have been my 21st Dublin Pride if, if, if I was physically going, you know, mm. um, I think when you fall into the banner and when you find yourself, find your tribe, mm. whatever you want to call it, your community, you end up not being othered anymore. You end up being seen and seen and reflected back in each other's faces. And mm. it's a really it's solidarity. It's a safe space and a space to explore this other part of your identity. And not having the connection to that has proven really disturbing for some of my friends I know. And I know for me, I love club culture and I'm missing that kind of um, that walking into I know this might sound a bit mad, but walking into a venue and feeling that you are in a majority as opposed to in a minority is so important for my mental health anyway, has always been really important because I walk a walk in the world where I'm instantly visible as a lesbian and I'm instantly other. Mm. And whereas when I can connect with my community, I think regardless of your age, when you can connect with your community, that's when you will start feeling mentally better because you belong. Does that sound familiar to you, Eddie? I think in a lot of ways yes and very much so on as Cape would say is being out there and in a way being a visual aspect or a, or a beacon within our community it, there's an extra pressure on who and what we are and I also at the same time I find the strength and energy that I would normally have in this moment in time 
I've had to make sure that I park feeling not good, if you understand me. Right. And I think there's a lot of other people out there, even though people have found their inner, uh, inner demons coming out. For people like myself, I haven't had time to let my inner demons out or even surface because I've had to look after those around me as well right. and to be that bridge, but in a way that uh, I've used their strengths as well to keep myself going. And I know when it comes to pride uh, and especially the difference and the dynamics of what we're trying to do with pride uh, and the visualization, because people do have to realize the visualization of what pride stands for really more than uh, even each year we would have a different message. I think it's the visualization of being in people's face mm -hmm. because that's what a march started as. But then as a community, the tribes within that, and it, it's not even uh, tribes, but it, we become families for each other because most of our LGBT members don't have families, have had issues with families, either near or far. So therefore, those around us become their additional extended family to them and experience that. I've also found at the same time is I know when Pride season is over every year, I put mechanisms in place not to get down, not to get scared, not to be afraid because I've had over the years some major downers yeah. and it's been very, very, very difficult to come back up from that. I'm a survivor of suicide. Right. I'm uh, very honest about that. But one thing I find a pride, especially in the current is, it's that beacon. When you walk up at the moment, walk along the uh, river, it's the rainbow flag that is flying along the river. It's even for, if you look at for yourselves in RT, uh, people are texting me going, oh, I saw the rainbow flag. This is great mm. on RTE. Because Pride has such almost, you know, it's got such name recognition now and people are like, oh, yeah, Pride. And they associate it with a celebration. And I think sometimes people miss the fact that a central tenet, a core part of this came from a struggle for acceptance, came from protest, came from a time where people were, as you were saying earlier, Kate, othered, like seriously othered in the laws of the land, othered. And, you know, I just wonder, could we talk a bit about the idea of pride in yourself, the idea of self-acceptance and how core that is to mental well-being? When it comes to the pride, take ownership in yourself, even if that means, as I've always said, it's great being in my nice rainbow coat and flamboyant outfit at Pride, mm. but any other time I'm walking around in a pair of jeans and a hoodie. The, so there is a contrast there. Yeah. So you have those moments that you can shine, but then other moments that you can step back in and reflect in yourself who and what you are. And that is also where Pride takes over. When you have those quiet times, that's when your pride is in yourself takes the strength and feelings inside you. Yeah. Kate? Pride has been an essential factor in my life. Um, I came out in 1999, first Pride then, and like one of the things that was amazing was walking, and Pride then is very different to it isn't the way it is now. That's not to differentiate or take away from other people's experiences, but when I walked in that, I was 18, and it was nerve-wracking, but at the same time, I was standing shoulder to shoulder with my peers and with people in the community. And being visible then made me realize how important it was to be visible for others. 
it's not like I go around thinking, oh, I have to be visible so other people can come out. But yeah. I think it's really, really important to be seen. Yeah. Um, and accepting myself and who I am. That took a lot of time. Even now, like I find that my identity still changes. But pride always hooks me back into what are we walking for? What are we marching for? We want equal rights. We want to be visible. We want to not be in the minority. And especially when you're talking about mental health, you know, um, the entire LGBT community gets let down a lot by mental health. We get dismissed. And walking in pride now is essential for me to continue to be visible. Eddie, obviously there won't be much walking being done in pride this year, but tell us what's on the programme for Pride 2020. We're going to go into people's homes this year rather than just being on the street. There's been people, and we already know, people have gone down their streets in the, uh, around the country. There's people uh, on the farms. There's people in the workplace have walked flying a flag saying, here I am, and given a message of hope. Don't forget to be strong and to remember the beacon is always there. We have to remember at the end of the day, it was a struggle in the beginning and there is still a struggle. Even though things might seem good, things are not good. And things are not good around the world. If you look at what's happening in the USA, you look what was happening across uh, Russia, the uh, Eastern blocs, they're all at the end of the day not allowing trans people, non-binary people, intersex people, gay people to be who and what they are. And we have to fight together to do that. Some people who would consider themselves allies of the LGBTQ plus community can sometimes feel like, oh, well, marriage equality happened and it's all great and we're all reveling in that and it's brilliant. And that that in some way is, in inverted commas, the job done. And it's, you know, obviously far from it. And allyship needs to continue in a in a vocal and a visible way all of the time. So, you know, in terms of the events that people can attend, that people can enjoy, I know you've got some particular mental health events as well. Can you just tell us about some of those? Pride is not just a festival, it's 365 days a year. So throughout the year, we try and put off a series of events. And one of those events, believe it or not, is for our older age category, which is called Older Than Pride. And the purpose of that is those like myself, uh, a couple of weeks older than the Pride movement in 1969, when they were, in a way, fighting outside Stonewall in New York, screaming for their message to be heard. Those individuals who fought for, are fought for our rights, our genders to be recognised, our sexuality to be recognised, we're now giving something back and to remember who they are. And we do a thing called Older Than Pride. And we have a walking tour of Caminum uh, Goal, and we're going to delve into the history of where society itself did not recognise anyone. And you were actually locked up and put in prison, hung and even quartered in a way when you go back in history around those areas. Also, at the same time, Under the Rainbow have a a rural mental health for men workshop. Uh, Then, of course, uh, one area that we must not forget, which is our LGBT plus uh, traveller and Romania uh, uh, group. And they have a discussion and they're discussing uh, around mental health issues around travellers and Romanian uh, sector. But also going into what people say, the corporate sector, but the corporate sector are the ones in a way will help 
finance pride, but also at the same time help the workforce out there to look after their own mental health. Information on all of those will be at dublinpride.ie. And of course, we have a celebration of who we are. We most importantly don't forget about the celebration of who we are. And on the 28th of uh, June, we will have the biggest virtual Pride Parade uh, presentation of over two hours, where myself and Paul Ryder will be doing a commentary session uh, coming from the round room in the mansion house. And people have already sent us in so many amazing videos from cats and dogs right across to their family, to their workplace, everything. They're hilarious. Some of them are absolutely hilarious. We even have uh, somebody sent us in a clip of all their little wooden dolls done up in different outfits. It was like RuPaul, eat your heart out. He had drag race to the last. And then that evening from the round room and the George, we're going to try and do the biggest LGBT concert online here in Ireland. Kate, anyone who's listening at the minute who is struggling to feel pride for themselves, feel love for themselves, be accepting of themselves. You described going to your first pride at age 18. What would your message be to anyone who's struggling with that acceptance piece at the moment? There's great joy in finding your truth. One of the big things that I have experienced is that I, once I jumped out of the majority, found my home in the margins is what I call it, I felt so much happier in my skin. And anybody who is feeling, whether it's, I know young people who might be trapped at home and mightn't be out yet, um, are feeling like this will never end and they'll never ever be able to express their true selves. Maybe there's a young lesbian who's sitting at home who, you know, doesn't understand that, you know, it's it's not about them. They're not wrong. There's nothing wrong with them because maybe they've got like parents or, or siblings who are, are treating them as if there is something wrong. There is nothing wrong with you. You do belong. And there's a whole community outside waiting for you in the rural capacity. So I'm in Lockray at the moment. This is the only example I can give. I walk through town every day. I've been living here for six months. I get looked at. And sometimes I perceive those looks to be negative and sometimes I'm really shocked and surprised because the looks are actually positive. For example, I was in a pub um, before Christmas um, and I was dancing with my partner and this woman was staring at me and I was like, oh, here we go. And she came over and said, can I just, you know, say something to you? And I said, yeah, sort of getting defensive. And she said, I'm so touched to see you and your partner out being in such a loving and happy relationship. My daughter came out to me six months ago. She's sitting over there shy as her mom to see this. It has made the world a difference for me because I've been so scared for her and what her life will be. And I took this woman's hand and I just said to her, like my mom had the same when I came out at 18. She was worried that my life would be harder than others. And, you know, I said, I, I am really happy. So this mother then said, can I introduce you to my daughter? I said, of course you can. And we had a great chat. And it was like how my perceptions of what this woman was going to say fell away. And instead, it turned out to be a really beautiful moment and then proved to me how important it is to walk your walk and be visible. On the journey of where Pride has come, it has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Also, we have to remember that uh, who people are I think society needs to just take ownership and allow us to all to be who we are and in a way uh, shine on. When we're walking down at Pride and we're flying our flag, no matter who you are, 
remember the person looking on mightn't have discovered who they are properly and are looking at you too. So you are that light for them. So remember that on your journey, you are somebody else's light. So let's walk the walk together. Hold hands where we can, social distancing where we can, but at the same time, remember we are all human and being human means we're all part of society in general. All the while I was speaking with Eddie and Kate, I was reminded of that adage that you can't be what you don't see. And I think, you know, it's so important for us to vocally and visibly celebrate diversity, celebrate individuality and affirm the fact that it is our very humanity that is the thing that makes us all equal to each other. I hope that whether you're an LGBTQ plus person or an ally of the community, that you'll celebrate Pride this year. Join the virtual parade on Sunday, the 28th of June. Share photos, videos, tweets, stories, whatever, using the hashtag virtual pride parade. RTE also has lots going on on air and online. Interviews, music, there's RTE concert orchestra special performances. There's collaborations between 2FM and Mother. You can find out all the information at rte.ie. And if, for whatever reason, you feel unable to celebrate Pride this year, perhaps you're struggling to accept your identity, perhaps you're not being accepted by family or friends, I really hope that you will seek out some support. You can find information for Belong To and the LGBT helpline at rte.ie forward slash support. This podcast is created and edited by Paul Moriarty and me, Jan Nilanagon. Thanks for joining me for this edition of the UOK podcast. We'll talk again soon. And in the meantime, happy Pride.